I'm Kate Daniels, Recovery Cafe. It's a truly dynamic, happening place. Lives, therefore people, are changing, finding hope, finding their place in the world. And it all began 15 years ago. Well, the seed of the idea certainly happened before that. But the actual entity, Recovery Cafe, opened its doors 15 years ago. Let's meet the founder, Killian No, and learn what's happening today and how we can be part of this important solution, this important organization. Killian No, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Good morning, Kate. Such a, a joy to be with you. And I, likewise, I just really enjoy the time that we spend together and have a chance to just really talk about life and the important things that are going on. And one of the, well, the big things is, of course, life in the streets of our city, of cities all over this country and maybe elsewhere in the world. But uh, the way that we can really do something good to make a positive impact you're doing that with having founded Recovery Cafe, and it's just amazing how it is growing, obviously, because it's touching that important chord in people's lives. Yes, the need is immense. In fact, what do you find in terms of that need these days? Do you find more people seeking you out? Just what is the status of that? Well, we have had the real privilege of walking with other groups in other cities. Several of those groups are in, in the state of Washington, but some of those groups are as far away as Washington, D.C. and Lowell, Massachusetts, and one in Colorado. And so we've had the privilege of walking with groups as they open recovery cafes in their towns, in their cities. And so that's why I, I say the need is immense and it is everywhere. The need for a community of belonging and support, a community of healing and hope. And I really uh, mean it when I say it is, it is a, a great privilege to be able to meet these other groups all over our country who are, are responding to the need in, in compassionate and effective and creative ways. And it is truly an honor for us, for our team here in Seattle, at the Recovery Cafe in Seattle, to accompany them as they uh, respond in, to the need in their town. So that's a, that's a very hopeful thing going on for us right now. Obviously, in cities like Seattle, the need for affordable housing is a huge factor in the increase in homelessness. What we also see and are seeing more of is is also the, the need for recovery support. And when I say recovery support, I mean support at the point of our addictions and our mental health challenges. We say all the time at Recovery Cafe, we are all recovering from something, and most of us are recovering from many things. And we all need community to make that journey from being literally kind of bound up by by either 
our addictions or our our mental health challenges that journey to to being living lives that we are excited about living and that is happening right in downtown Seattle, which is an ideal location because we find that there are so many uh, who are very obviously suffering because uh, we see them on the streets. That doesn't mean that people in their office buildings aren't also. But Recovery Cafe is for everyone. But do you find that it's more specifically uh, the clientele that you have are the people who find themselves struggling with homelessness or being on the verge of it? Very, very much so, yes. We welcome people who have suffered from homelessness, addiction, and, and other mental health challenges. And we try to help connect people with housing opportunities. That's one of the the biggest challenges because there simply aren't enough, there isn't enough housing, uh, low-income housing in our city. So that's one of the huge challenges. But we hold people in that community of belonging and try to walk with them and support them as they seek long-term housing and as they seek even interim solutions to the terrible experience of being homeless and isolated and vulnerable on our streets. So yes, that that's our primary focus on people who have suffered homelessness and addiction and other mental health challenges. But those aren't the only people who find community at Recovery Cafe. Um, all of us uh, whether we're on the staff or or whether we're volunteers, we all find community and support for our journeys. And like I said, we are all recovering from something, and many of us are recovering from many things, so we need community. It's just not, you, you know, transformation is not something that that happens on our own. We need others to be a part of, of our transformation. Well, one thing we say a lot at Recovery Cafe is that to be known without being loved is a terrifying thing. And to be loved without being known is really kind of superficial and doesn't really change us. But to be both deeply known and deeply loved, that's what transforms us. And that's what is at the very heart of of this model, the Recovery Cafe model, the belief and the assumption that all of us need places where we are both deeply known and deeply loved. And that's where transformation happens in our lives. And that's what we are sharing. That's the model that we're sharing with other cities. And so excited to be doing that. And Recovery Cafe, certainly the the big story. We can find so many details at your website, of course, www.recoverycafe.org. Right, Killian? That's right. Thank you. And that... 
Well, you're welcome. And that's where there are really these incredible stories, I, th- I feel, that illustrate what you were just sharing about the different experiences that are available at the cafe for those who choose to become involved. So that I was reading the story first of, um, of a volunteer who... We might think we're volunteering, we come and we're giving of our time. But in reading the story of this woman, uh, a senior, Marianne, who came to volunteer, I think from her story, I really gleaned that she wasn't just giving of her time. She received so much in return. And I think that's the big story here of volunteering is that we learn about people. We we hear them, we get to know them and get to love them. I think that that kind of captures the essence, doesn't it? It does. Well said. It's just um, the truth that it is in giving that that we receive, and it's in offering our lives as instruments of healing in the lives of others that we actually receive the healing that we need as well. It's it's a very reciprocal, mutual relationship and exchange. And it's such a beautiful model. For those who perhaps have little or no awareness of Recovery Cafe. Could you share with us uh, one or two of the kinds of experiences, activities that go on that help those who seek out uh, the kind of healing that can happen at Recovery Cafe? I'd love to. We are a member organization, so it's not a drop-in center, although those are very important to have as a part of what is uh, provided for people suffering from homelessness. But we're a member organization, which means people come and then they are given an orientation and explanation of who we are, and then they can choose to become a member. And becoming a member involves making three commitments. The first is that I will not come into this community uh, this refuge without having 24 hours drug and alcohol free. It's important that we hold that standard because so many people are fragile and trying to pull together days without drugs and, and alcohol. So that is one of the commitments that I will have 24 hours drug and alcohol free before coming into the, the refuge of support. And we help people get that 24 hours. That's another uh, story. But we have ways of helping people pull together those hours. Second commitment is that everyone will participate in a loving accountability group that meets once a week. And most of these groups are led by members themselves who have established a certain foundation in their recovery and have grown into some of their gifts and natural leadership capacity. In that circle of loving accountability, people come to know that they are loved and that they are known and loved. And so that structure is is at the heart of the Recovery Cafe model. And the third commitment that all members make is to be contributors to 
contribute to the running of the cafe. It takes a lot to run a cafe and serve lunch and dinner every day and keep the place beautiful. And so everyone commits to being a contributor, not only in the running of the cafe, but in the way that we show up for others, the way we support others. Now, there are a lot of social service agencies that people who have suffered from homelessness visit to receive services. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's very appropriate. But this particular recovery cafe model is not a place where people just come to receive services. They come to give and receive. And so those three things are at the heart of this model. And that third one that you mentioned just feels so critically important. I mean, each obviously builds on each other and they're all important. But to be a real contributing member rather than being given that handout or really participating, I think, is part of the actual solution. Well, I think we all, all of us, uh, whether we've suffered from homelessness or not, we all want to contribute. We want our lives to make a difference in the lives of others. And so it's a part of building a meaningful life, or in the case of some of our members, rebuilding a meaningful life. So, yes, I think it's really important. Another thing, though, that is another hallmark of this model is we know that it's not enough just to take away, for example, a a destructive behavior um, or, or an addiction. We know that it's important to put positive activities in place of the destructive behavior. And so Recovery Cafe offers an amazing number of opportunities to take classes and participate in activities One of my favorite is our our running club. We have a running club, and Brooks provides running shoes for all members of our running club after they have indicated they're they're really, you know, going to take the commitment seriously. And and again, they don't start running uh, marathons the first day, but we connect people with this program called Couch to 5K, where you go from not running at all, to running a a 5K. And it's just another, the running club is just another positive activity and another opportunity to build meaningful connections with others. Uh, We also have a walking club, writing classes, classes that are more practical in terms of finding employment, like resume writing and communication. So these are all really positive ways that people not only have fun, but connect deeply with others, which, as we all know, is part of uh, any healing journey. Absolutely. 
And just to focus back in on the running club, for instance, was this perhaps something that came up out of a member having a desire or a vision and it grew from that? Or was it based on a program elsewhere that was brought here? It's just interesting how some different things can surface and become part of an organization. Yes. um, Well, early on, we had read about a group, I think, in Boston that had launched a running program for people who had suffered from homelessness. And it was a really important part of their reclaiming and rebuilding their lives. And so we were aware of that. But it always takes people who are called to actually make it happen. And so a a couple of our volunteers and one long time, year long volunteer, and then a couple of our community volunteers have really taken that on and made it a powerful experience for the members of the running club and the walking club. It really is a, a powerful experience. One of our favorite quotes is, goes something like this, that recovery from addiction is not just about sobriety. It's about connection. And so all of these different activities are opportunities for forming deep connections with others. And so this is just a couple of them. And so it focuses on where people may feel themselves drawn just because we're all human beings and we have different interests. But I read about you're having an open mic night, you have art classes, and then you have an art show. These sorts of things that can appeal to such a broad spectrum of people, which is who you probably are experiencing coming through the doors. Exactly. I mean, we all need to have gifts awakened in us or reawakened in us. And it's what brings us life. It's what makes us want to rebuild our lives. And as I said before, our goal at Recovery Cafe is to walk with people as they rebuild lives that they're excited about living. And as you share that, which is very exciting, you know, to think about people having this really wonderful way to rebuild their life and they're having that community support. Does uh, someone come to mind that you could just give us an idea of how their life has been transformed? Um, Well, yes. Uh, We have one of our members. She suffered from hearing voices. It kind of began in her childhood and she eventually turned to... um, drugs and alcohol to sort of silence those voices. And she ended up spending time in prison and and had a, a really painful experience, as you can imagine. And when she came to Recovery Cafe, she began taking every class that was offered and loved many of the classes. But I think one that really drew her was a yoga class. We have a great yoga program started by someone who was initially a volunteer. And now this particular yoga teacher trains our members to become yoga teachers and certifies them. And so they are able to get jobs teaching in yoga studios. Some 
in other places in Seattle, and they are able to give back to the Recovery Cafe community by teaching yoga there. So anyway, she uh, went through the yoga certification training, and I think it's really touching to me that she then volunteered to teach yoga at a local mental health clinic. So she was actually serving individuals who also suffered from hearing voices. She found that yoga helped calm and silence those voices in her head. And so now she gives back by teaching yoga to uh, people who have suffered from hearing voices. Killian, that is just an unbelievably beautiful story, multi-layered as to, I I think it really epitomizes so much of the work that is done by individuals and for individuals and with individuals at Recovery Cafe. That is just such a touching story. Well, and I think you just pointed out that it's the work that is done, not just by staff and volunteers, but primarily the work that each individual does when they join the community, the inner work that each individual commits to and sticks with for the long haul. So I can't stress enough the courage that it takes to come in to a community and first of all, begin to trust others in the community. That takes a lot of courage. And then secondly, to address the pain The inner pain of, in many cases, a life that has involved a lot of suffering. Nine out of ten of our members have suffered early childhood trauma, and they have experienced one trauma after another after another throughout their lives. Like the woman I just described who became a yoga instructor, she had experienced early childhood trauma. And then her life had involved one trauma after another, after another. And yet she had the courage to come in and say, I'm going to do the inner work that is required to heal. And I'm going to allow others to walk with me on this journey toward healing. And now she walks with others as they journey toward healing. So it really is a joy to be a part of it and to be able to witness and watch people like the person whose story I shared, to watch them not only come back to life and build a life they're excited about living, but but share that exciting life and pass that on to others. It's pretty exciting. That is... I'm saying exciting a lot today, <laughs> I, I, I noticed. But I, that's just how I feel about it. I think it's hopeful and exciting. Well, it's difficult not to say that when you see lives transformed, literally a life saved, where otherwise we could see that a person like this woman not finding support in a safe place to begin to unravel those layers of things that had happened, how her life could end disastrously on the streets. But here, right? Yes. Absolutely. You know, everybody, everybody deserves and needs a place to heal. It's just basic as that. Every life is precious. Every life has value. 
And for us to not provide places for people to heal and rebuild their lives is just not acceptable. Not acceptable at all, especially in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. It makes no sense because, as we like to say at Recovery Cafe, every person brings something to the whole. And without that gift they bring, the whole is diminished. Yes. So our community of Seattle will never be all that we can be. We will never fulfill our potential as a as a community when we do not make it possible for every person in the community to be a contributor, in the Seattle community. Exactly. So eloquently said, Killian. And I feel that in your saying that is a way that we're getting an invitation to support this work, we might find different ways that we want to do this. And I think there are many ways that we could find, and those would be found, uh, for one, by checking out the website, right? Recovery Cafe. That'd be a great, that'd be a great start, yes. And then would you recommend uh, making plans to come for a visit? Well, we do have, and this will also be on the website, we have a monthly time when Anyone who wants to just come and explore can come and have coffee and hear the story of one of our members and meet a couple of staff people. And so we do have on the website that time, that monthly time when people are welcome to come and and just check us out. I'm talking about people in the larger Seattle community who are interested in possibly volunteering. Excellent. And and I will just say that it does cost money to provide places of healing and hope. And so we also invite people who would like to contribute. There's a way to do that on our website as well. Uh, One thing I know people often ask me, well, when I see someone on the street asking for money, do I give them money? And, And I always say, sure, you know. There's nothing wrong with with that, but if a person is uncomfortable with that, another way to support people on the journey from homelessness to being housed is to support programs like Recovery Cafe. Thank you for saying that, because that was part of my goal, was to offer that opportunity for the reason that you are just saying, Killian, that that's a really strong way to help and encourage those who find themselves in these dire circumstances, but also here in these last couple of months of the year, as we think about the holiday season and we think about giving, think about making that donation in the in the name of family members or friends uh, who may have too much of some things that making a donation in their name would go so far in supporting this work to really building our community. Yeah, it's it's a really an excellent way to celebrate the holidays, to give a gift in someone's name. And there's a way to do that on our website. So yes, that thank you for mentioning that. That's a, an excellent way to celebrate. And that website, we're going to mention that once again, is recoverycafe.org. That's correct. 
Well, Killian, no, it has just been so wonderful. Much too short a time, but wonderful nevertheless to learn more about Recovery Cafe and see how we are all part of this one big story and we can connect with each other and really make our community stronger. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for letting me share. As you can tell, I I love talking about our community and I'm every day inspired by the members who are doing the hard work of rebuilding their lives. And so it's a, it's really a joy for me to be able to talk with you about it. And I appreciate your time and your dedication to the community. Thank you, Kate.